Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Madlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Teddy Watoich of Dauphin, Manitoba. He's a regular at Gilbert Plains, where he runs a two-man scramble, and he also caddied for former Manitoba amateur champ and local pro Brad Curtin. Well, it's uh, been about, I think, a year's conversation trying to get this guy uh, on the pod. We've had to, to bump you or you've had to bump us. Uh, either way, really excited to uh, bring you on here. Another, I guess you could, Westman, is that considered Westman? You're in Dauphin, correct? Uh, yes, I am. It's actually the uh, the Parkland region. Oh, right, the Parkland region. Sorry, Mike yeah. is usually good with that geography and topography. <laughs> and the, what was it, the, the water, <laughs> the watershed? <laughs> <laughs> the watershed, yeah. I, for, I forgot. Uh, I, I haven't been studying the Parkland watershed, but uh, I'll have to look that one up. Well, uh, a huge shout out to the watershed there in the Parkland area, as well as a huge shout out to Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Three four four six. We also have all his info in our show notes, and as well, Teddy Teddy Boy ninety. Is that Teddy Boy ninety? Did I get it right? That is yes, correct. The handle on <laughs> on Instagram. We'll we'll hook you up with uh, something. An eight inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. We will not ship it out via Canada Post. Uh, we'll we'll try and get it to you in a different way, um, but nonetheless. You're going to enjoy something from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs, and you can check them out at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba, and the summer blizzard menu is out. S'mores Shake. Is that correct, Mike? S'mores Shake. That's what I see here. This shake features fluffy marshmallow plus graham and chocolate shavings blended into shake perfection that's a mouthful and so is this shake so get down there and uh wow go go uh try it out so it's pretty well uh nothing you know summer's here when s'mores are here right amen or even just do it on your on your fireplace if you have an indoor fireplace don't try it on a gas fireplace i've done that before and yeah. uh, didn't work out well i'm not sure if you can put the shake on a stick and then roast it i don't it doesn't you can say use anything spoon. That, you could. use the famous dq red spoon a cast iron 
Japan. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, go go to DQ Manitoba. They got so many great treats right now, and uh, go check out their stack burgers. Had uh, had one of those the other day. Boy, was that delicious! Yeah, well, we should have it. We should do a review on some of those stacks. Mm-hmm. We well, should. Yeah. Anyways. Well, all right. We got food on the brain, but let's talk about golf. So <laughs> Teddy, <laughs> how did you end up getting into this wonderful game of golf? Ah, uh, well, mine was a kind of a different story. Uh, my, my, my parents don't golf whatsoever. Well, my, my dad tried, tried a couple times. Uh, my dad's a big hunter and fisherman, uh, outdoorsman. Uh, he never got me into that, unfortunately for him, but, uh, one year, I think it was 12 or 13. And I was, uh, that summer I was, you know, like we had a little field across from our, uh, the house and me and some buddies were just whatever clubs we could find. We were hitting some balls. And, uh, I don't even think I asked for golf clubs for Christmas, but that Christmas, uh, my parents bought me and, uh, I, I still laugh at these clubs, but the uh, old Northwestern Bob Murphy classics, <laughs> if kids these days had to use those, Oh my God. Like I, I I wish I could, like, I golf with a lot of juniors, uh, in, out in Gilbert Plains. And if I gave them those clubs compared to what they're hitting now, I, I, I think they would swing in a mess. Like we did plenty of times. Uh, so, but af- after that, like, uh, that summer, actually, uh, uh, I remember a golf membership was, I think $90 out in Dauphin, uh, a round of 18 holes was five or $6. And I was working a paper route and I said to my mom and dad, you know, like I, I want to buy a golf membership because I had a good buddy who his parents golfed every day at 7 a.m. And so my, my parents said, okay, but you have to make it pay off. And uh, so I, you know, like we put a little sticky note up in our cupboard and, you know, like $90. And then like the first time I went out, crossed it off $85 worth. So they were, they were making me get my money's worth. And by about like the first three weeks, it was paid off. And they were just, uh, they were amazed because our, our uh, so my buddy's parents would drive us out at seven. They would leave us there. And my parents would come pick us up after work at five or six. And for my parents, it was, it was cheap babysitting, right? Like they didn't have to pay for a babysitter or anything. Uh, then like for that. So that was, uh, into my teenage years. I didn't take it too serious. Seriously. It was just fun. Uh, and then after I moved, I moved into Winnipeg. Uh, and then I, I actually was in university and I, I stopped in at the, the golf dome and I happened to have a resume and I, I went into the caddy shed and I, I got a, I got a job there and I started selling golf clubs and, uh, started, uh, meeting some of the best amateurs in the province, uh, some of the best pros. And I started taking lessons over the winter and my, my game just excelled after that. And yeah. And now, now it's just, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, I moved back home, like I said, to Dauphin a few years ago and I got back into the swing of things. Being in Winnipeg, it was hard to, hard to find memberships because they were expensive. Uh, but here in Dauphin out of Gilbert Plains, it's, you know, like, $950 $950 for a full membership. And it's, it's an amazing course. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into Gilbert Plains, I think a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my story. Is there still a post-it note for the $900 Gilbert Plains <laughs> membership? Uh, no, not anymore. Uh, but that's, that's again, like, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, it's such a waste. It's such a waste. But I, I look at it $40 a time and you golf 25 times and it's paid off basically. And I, I golf that, well, not this year, but I usually golf that in the month of May, nice. May or wow. early June. So I, I, I play a lot of golf. Uh, luckily I have good parents who, uh, take my dog pretty much every weekend to go to the cabin and <laughs> let me enjoy my golf game. 
So you mentioned, you know, getting out uh, quite a bit there. So typically, do you play just Gilbert Plains or do you play some of the other courses in the parkland area? Uh, well, Dauphin's always a, always an option too, but I, I try to get out to every course, like the parkland and uh, Westman region. Uh, I have buddies in Brandon, so we play Brandon, Shiloh, Nipua, Minnedosa. There, there's lots of great courses around here. Roblin's another one, a great little nine hole course and yeah I, I try to get out to as many courses as i can oh another one is clear lake that's always i've heard of that one yeah yeah it's it's a great track it's up and down and tough greens and so it it's it's a little on the pricey side but you can you can find certain days where it's you know it's a lot cheaper and yeah it's like i said it's they, they it's a short course but they can they can make it tough with the greens like it's it, they're up and down and you never know which way they're breaking and it's but yeah there's definitely a lot of options in the parkland and the west man region so what what's in your bag now i'm a titleist guy all the way through uh titleist driver three wood five uh i have the ap2 irons and wedges or vokies and then the only thing that isn't titleist is my uh my putter i've always been a odyssey two ball putter uh putter guy so yeah all nice. my all my clubs are custom fit uh, i got them a few years ago and the ap2s are amazing amazing irons do you get paid for saying that uh, unfortunately no <laughs> i wish yeah don't we all but uh <laughs> but uh yeah my my driver in three wood i actually got off of brad Curtin after i was caddying for him <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you when did you end up caddying for him? So Brad, he I believe he's a Manitoba amateur champ in the late two thousands. Then you got to play in the Players Cup maybe once or twice, and and did all right in that. So how did you get hooked up with him? Uh, you know, I I got like I said, I worked at the caddy shed at the Golf Dome uh, in the early two thousands. Uh, and that's where I got to meet a lot of the, a lot of those pros like Brad, Brad Curtin was there, Terry Riley, Maddie Johnston, who was also on the tour. Uh, but yeah, Brad, I, I, I didn't really get to know him then. Uh, but then we were, uh, we, we golfed like just at that Ross, I was a member at Rossmere and his uncle was, so I, I seen him out there and we got, we got to know him a little bit there. And, uh, actually it's a, it's a funny story. We went out one time and one of my good friends, uh, we were out for drinks with her and Brad ended up coming out and he ended up dating one of my good friends for a few years. Hmm. And that's where he was, he was dating her while he was a, an assistant pro at Pine Ridge. And that's where I, I got to caddy for him uh, with the, the Manitoba PGA. Caddy for him, I think three times in one summer. Uh, and it, it was just a lot of fun. Like Brad's a very, very serious golfer. And when you get to that level, you have to be like, and, uh, but I think he had, a, had me on his bag just cause I'm, I'm very low key. Like I, I, like if he had a bad shot, he would almost break a club and I would just sort of, you know, like give him a little smirk and he would just sort of walk <laughs> away and hand me his club. Uh, and like, I just, I just brought it. I just, I brought the tension down a little bit and that's what I think, I think he enjoyed about it. Uh, I remember one time caddying for him and, uh, his, one of the playing partners was about to tee off. And I told a joke that I can't, like I probably shouldn't say on this, but, uh, and it, it took him, it was Gavin Marsh and it took him about three or four minutes. He was just laughing so hard. And like, this is the third hole. And he was like, he just met me and he's like, Brad, like what kind of caddy do you have here? <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't step over the ball. Like Gavin, he just, he just couldn't step over the ball to hit. And it was, and then he's like, and then Brad would just sort of, yeah, he just had a good laugh. And we, we had a great time. Like everybody I've met out there, all the pros are a lot of fun. And 
you know, I, like I said, and I knew a bunch of them from the, from working at the caddy shed beforehand. So were you pretty busy there at caddy shed in the, in the dome back in the day? Yeah, we were, we were busy. Like the golf dome was crazy. I don't know if it's still the same, but, uh, back then you, they're all the pros from around Winnipeg. They, they taught lessons there over the winter and like they had golf schools, you know, and like you, so you'd, you'd pay for the golf school and you got a, a certain, you, you, you'd get like an hour of range balls a day and then you'd get a lesson a week or something. I, I don't know how exactly it worked, but I actually ran into a, a pro, uh, forget where he was at the time, but he was another dolphin connection and rest in peace. But, uh, Rob Doucette, I don't know if you ever heard the name. He was, he was, he was a pro in Winnipeg and he passed away a few years ago, but, and he's a few years older than me. And I, so the first couple of days I was working at the shed and he came in and he's like, it's like, Holy shit, Teddy, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I just got hired. And so I got to talking to him and, uh, I took, I started taking lessons with him. We just did it under the table. Uh, but that's when I, my game really improved. Cause I, I always hit this high fade, high slice before. And like, he taught me how to hit different shots and just how to, how to grip the club differently for different shots and how the swing path was different for different shots. And that's where I, I really, I really improved when I was about, I think I was about 22 or 23. That's when my game just went to a different level. Could you elaborate and do it step-by-step uh, step on the grip and how to hit those certain shots, if you remember them? Cause Mike and I could always use some tips. <laughs> well, there's, there's the, uh, what my, what I had was, a, it's called a really, a really weak grip. So your, your left hand, uh, your knuckles are almost, you can't see your knuckles basically if you're right-handed. So uh, a stronger grip if, and that's why a lot of people hit that high fade or high slice. Uh, so if you strengthen your grip and you move your left hand a little bit to the right, so you can see your knuckles a little bit more, it, I don't know what it does to the club, but it just, it just straightens the ball out. Uh, so there's that, that really strengthening, strengthening that grip really helps that slice. It turned into a, a little baby cut and then just different swing paths. Uh, you, you hit with a draw with a fade, you know, and it just, it, it takes a lot of practice, but it, it definitely works. I'm holding a pen right now. I'm trying to <laughs> turn over that left hand. But, what, what, uh, what he did was he drew a little with a Sharpie. He drew a little, uh, a dot on my, uh, third knuckle. And if you could see that, that was, that was the strong grip. So, Nice. Might have to get a tattoo on my yeah. third knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably a lot of better golfers than me are listening and telling me I'm bullshitting, but you know, <laughs> hey, if it works for you, that's yeah. what counts, right? I've seen some weird things out there. I'm sure you've seen some, or the pros have seen some even weirder things. I'm sure. <laughs> Whatever works for each individual, I think. Exactly. Well, yeah. Did you play the mini? Putt course at the at the dome. You get any big putt offs uh, between all the oh, pros? We, we uh yeah when the the caddy shed was wasn't busy at times. Like the, the dome was always busy and there was always two of us working in the shed. So yeah, we'd uh a few times like we we'd grab a putter and we'd go out and we'd like time the eighteen hole course and then the the, <laughs> uh, the course and then what what we shot and yeah there was a whole we had a little scoreboard in the back thing and in the back room and, and then one time the boss found it and what the hell are you guys doing at night? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'd grab a wedge and hit it, you know, from across the dome to like the ninth hole on the mini putt and through the windmill. 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. We can all <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm not allowed back in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I just elaborate on the dome there a little bit, like just getting to know these, these good, these good players. Uh, and they were, a lot of them were juniors or, you know, like just, uh, just past juniors. And, uh, they were golfing at these places like I've heard of coming from Dauphin. I was a small town guy. Right. And so they're playing at Nyakwa or Pine Ridge or Elmhurst. And like, I, so I, I stayed in that summer working at the shed and I, I had all these guys like, Oh, Teddy, come out to Pine Ridge or whatever. And I'm like, I, I can't really afford it to me. This guy's like, no, no, we'll just put it on my dad's account. And, you know, <laughs> so I got, I got to play all these courses I've never imagined playing in this, like in the city before. Like, yeah, I even got out to St. Charles, which was amazing. Nice. It's, yeah. Yeah. We got out there uh, last year. It was, a, it was pretty amazing. It was immaculate and JR played it once and never turned back and played it for the rest of the year. I think Yeah. <laughs> They didn't he let made, me leave. He made friends. Yeah. <laughs> I made friends with all the geese that were out there and they let me back. So that was nice of them. <laughs> yeah. And now it's under renovation. Yeah. At least a- the Mackenzie nine is. So that'll be their a, oh, really? a restoration. Yeah. They're restoring it to uh, the way Alistair McKenzie, I think a uh, part of his original vision. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, that turns around and comes out. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to, to hit up some people we know there and, and get out to St. Chuck's again. Cause I know we, we had a blast last time at the greens ate us up, but that's all right. We've, I think we've got them figured out and we've got things fine tuned for that course now. Hey eh, Mike. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been practicing putting <laughs> on my gold floors. Uh, so it's been, it's been good, but uh, I, I think that's the only, the only course that I know of that's crazy busy during the week. And then there's nobody there on weekends. Yes. Like, cause all they're all, they're all cottage owners and they all have these cottages out at Falcon or whatever. And we got out on a Monday and it was, uh, it was pretty, uh, it was wide open, but, uh, that was a great day, but yeah, I know lots of, uh, fun. Another great course that I know that you frequent want to get into that is, uh, Gilbert Plains never been, but, uh, a lot of guests have coined it the number one course in the province. And a lot of people have it number one on the bucket list. So what you're obviously a a member of Gilbert Plains. What can you tell us about it? And why is it so special? Gilbert Plains? Yeah. It's just a special course. Uh, it's about 20 minute drive West of Dauphin. Uh, you go into this, it's a, it's a small town, maybe six, 700 people. And you drive in and you're like, what the heck is like, this can't be a good course. And then you, you drive down into a little Valley and you see the bridge where you have to walk across to get to the, to the clubhouse. Uh, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like it's, it's, it's an older course. So you got the big, the big pine trees, big, big spruce trees. Uh, the, the original nine, the front nine, uh, the it's, it's a little bit shorter uh, a little bit easier, they would say. Uh, and then they, they redid or they built a new back nine. That uh, must've been it probably the mid nineties or so. And it's like, it can eat you up bad. It's you get to the back and you know, like I've, I've shot 32 on the front and then 47 on the back. It's, <laughs> it's just a different, it's, it's just a different animal. Uh, it's, but it's, you, you go there and it's, it's not just all about the course, but it's just about the, the people there. Like this, like I said, it's a small town. You're, you're always, you always feel welcome there. Uh, they have tough, tough greens at times. Uh, they have a couple holes. If you can get through 10 and 11 at like two or three over par, you're laughing because 10 is a, the water, the, the river runs right down it. It's a, it's a long par four. The water 
runs right down the right-hand side all the way to the green. Uh, and then number 11 is our is our signature hole because as soon as you say Gilbert Plains, oh, oh, they have that one hole. What number is it? And I just say number 11. It's about, you have to hit it about 230, 240 to uh, clear the corner. And then it goes straight left and up up the hill. Uh, the hill probably adds about 20 or 30 yards, I think, to your shot. So sometimes you might have like 200 yards in, but it's playing like 220 or 230. Uh, and it's it's just a tough, tough hole. Uh, Is it a, it's a double no, dog it, leg uh, hole or no? No, it's just a, it's just one dog leg left, but it's, oh. like I said, you just have to hit it straight out, hopefully get past the trees on the corner. And it, there's, no, there's no shortcut around the corner. Uh, you can't hit it over the trees because they're all old trees and it goes, it basically goes straight left. Like it's not a little bit left. It, and one time I did in a scramble, I did actually hit, go for it over the trees and then it ended up, I think it, it ended up back down right to where our balls usually are because it, it hit that hill and it just rolled all the way back down. <laughs> the one hole, the famous video that we always see from the Iron Man, uh, where the guy puts it and there's almost like a robotic ball. And uh, it like steers its way around the hole, going very slowly, and then rolls all the way down the yeah. hill. That's our uh, our number sixteen. Uh, it goes again. It goes. It goes straight up that hill. Uh, that's we we get a lot of comments. Like our our buddies posted that video, and they were you know like we had a, we had a lot of comments all over the world. That's that's an illegal pin placement and everything. But uh, that's our Ironman tournament. It's called. Uh, some places call it their. Uh, greenskeeper revenge or superintendent's revenge uh that's our last tournament of the year it's usually held it's always held on the last september so our like it's not like we're ruining the greens or anything we're our our superintendent actually drives around and laughs at us yeah some some of these holes are just like some of the pins he makes are just ridiculous uh there's another one on 18 that's sort of similar if you miss it it goes it rolls back down to the bunker so you have to hit it out and it's it's a four-man scramble and some teams are taking eight, nine, ten on holes on a four-man scramble. It's oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody watching the uh, the video on Instagram reposted and stolen. Uh, you know, they don't know the backstory of 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 the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taking place at this Ironman uh, event. But yeah, pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll have to get out there one day and play the Ironman see what this putt's all about (laughs) test our stamina and our strength yeah and they they also do do just goofy things like on on one hole you're you're teeing it off where you're you're almost down and right at the bottom of the valley and it's a par five the tees are way back to begin with like way back but like trying to hit a driver over a over a hill that's like goes up 30 feet like right in front of you (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's just a fun day it's a long day though. Like last year, I think it was about a seven and a half hour round. Cause Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause people are, we, they maxed it out last year. The most you could take was an eight on a hole. But like I said before, like there was teams putting and putting and putting and, but mm-hmm. it's a long day for sure. Touching on Gilbert playing some more. Is that where you met? Cause we've had Ryan Horn who uh, played uh, the tour and was from uh, the area there. And I believe he was also on the, Greens, uh, Greens superintendent team, greenskeeping team mm-hmm. there uh, as well. So is that where you met Ryan Horn, or did you meet him at the dome? Oh no, I met Ryan. Uh, we both grew up in Dauphin. Oh, okay. He's uh, he's about three or four years younger than me. Uh, so I, I knew him just 
just growing up, but he was, he was always at a different level. Like I said, I, I didn't take the game too seriously uh, when I was younger, but watching him was like growing up was so much fun. Like he, he just hits it so well. Uh, and then we, yeah, he played the tour and everything. Then we, we sort of lost contact while he was on tour and down South. And then uh, during university, again, he would uh, later on, uh, when in my mid twenties, he moved back to Dauphin. So that's where we were, we started playing again, uh, quite a bit. And then that's where I think his story, he, he said he went down to Texas over the winters. Uh, and then, yeah, just since moving back to Dauphin about four years ago, uh, he was working on the grounds at the time there and we were playing every weekend and then probably once or twice more during the week. And we, we, we we've become really good friends again. Uh, and he's, just watching his game is amazing. Like he just, he just has this just automatic swing. Uh, it's, it's just so like, and his wedge shots, that's what I love about watching him play. Like he has this little, these wedge shots that are 50, 60 yards that barely go 10 feet off the ground, two hops and just stops. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to watch. And then, then I get up and try to hit one of those and it goes 70, 80 yards over the green or it goes 10 yards in front of me. And <laughs> I, JR, uh, you brought it up earlier though. And I had some cheat notes from that Ryan Horn mm-hmm. uh, interview about Gilbert Plains. And I see here, it says, uh, yeah, the Valley river originates in the duck mountains and drains into Dauphin Lake drains, <laughs> uh, an area of 2,880 square kilometers so i did have a lot of watershed information about the parkland so i must have (laughs) forgot that because you know there's just so much watershed information up there and it's hard to uh to find it sometimes (laughs) we're an educational (laughs) show too here at h nova bar so i'm glad you brought that back up there's sure no shortage of water around anywhere right now so true yeah how is it up there right now is there uh any flooding or uh, you guys are pretty your highland anyways uh well we had a little bit of flooding in the like a couple of our parks around town but it it, it seems to have soaked up like i think it was so dry that you know it was like and we didn't here we didn't get that rain that you guys got that one weekend instead we got like this rain snow like 18 oh, inches wow. of heavy heavy snow mm-hmm. uh like i i had my house was out of power for about four days oh no uh, and the the people across the street were without power for about 30 seconds. It was just a totally different grid, I guess. And my parents only live a couple blocks away and thank God I had them to, to go over, but, and they had power the whole time. It was just, but like that, that snow was, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but once that melted, like it's all, it's all melted now, obviously. And it, the, the ground just seemed to soak it up pretty good. Uh, Gilbert Plains opens on Saturday. I just seen a post. So things are looking up. Uh, Dauphin opened up last weekend. So yeah, just need some warm weather to really green things up. I think I saw the, uh, the one event you had posted on your Instagram. Was it bring down the house? What was like uh, some smashing of windows? I was interested to hear more about that. Oh yeah. So that's our, uh, I was going to bring that up. Our, our Dauphin Mavericks rugby club. Okay. Bunch of, bunch of rugby guys thought about this i i played rugby uh years ago so i'm a an alumni on the team i guess uh like a couple of years ago we actually had an old old guys game and we said oh let's go against brandon and a bunch of other guys from winnipeg and who used to play not uh, oh let's go out and play like 50 percent and yeah that didn't we were all going 100 percent it was i was sorry i got off topic there but uh 
no that's, so what that sounds dangerous uh, certainly oh, yeah uh so yeah this bring down the house it's one of our guys is building like a, a huge wall and i think there's going to be six or seven windows in it and we're going to set it up on the range and each window is going to be worth about 250 to 300 dollars. and if you smash a window you get that you get that cash uh and i think it's it's 20 20 bucks for 10 balls i believe so you get a crack at it and it's it's mm. on june 4th and then to go with that on we're going to have it on number nine it's a short par three uh it's 20 bucks for one shot at a twenty thousand dollar hole in one so we're, we're hoping to get a lot of people out for that uh hoping to make some some money for the club and from the response i've heard like people around town a lot of golfers are like oh, just something different right then it's so uh eventually it might be a bunch of drunk rugby guys running around playing rugby on the, on the driving range, but <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds fun. I'd certainly love to smash a window with a golf ball. That yeah, seems very would. satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, do you use some DQ cakes? See if you can throw those through the windows then lick them off the windows too. Remember I always used to get that, the Manitoba moose and the, sometimes the Winnipeg jets games, you always get that little kid who'd be licking the plexiglass. You're like, why are you doing that, man? Do not do that. Stop immediately. But it made for a great <laughs> highlight reel. So nonetheless, I uh, yeah. I digress. Um, but I I, got, I wanted to touch on uh, as well. Uh, I guess did you have some sort of hand injury, or you having like a hand injury that you you had in the off season, and you're trying to get oh. back into the swing of things, literally? Yeah, uh, that was kind of a, a horrific event. Uh, I yeah, so I, I work at a print press. Uh, we print the, the the local papers and stuff. Uh, and I, I I got my middle finger and my ring finger on my right hand stuck or or yeah, I guess stuck in a place where a finger shouldn't go. Oh no. Uh, so it was emergency. It was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. It was emergency uh, surgery that morning. Uh, they had to take a skin graft off my forearm to cover. So I got no fingerprints on those two. I lost about three quarters of an inch off my middle finger and a tiny bit off my middle finger or my, my ring finger. Sorry. Uh, so that was a, that was a long, long road. Like when it's, when it, the first couple of days or first weeks or months, like it was, am I ever going to be able to golf again? Am I ever going to be able to even write again or even use a fork again? Like it was, it was tough. Uh, but so mentally it was, it was a lot to go through. Uh, but you know, I had everybody behind me, parents, family, the medical staff here in Dauphin was absolutely amazing. Like I had to go get my bandages changed the first six weeks, every second day. And so I got to know a lot of the nurses and a lot of the staff, uh, the surgeon, Dr. Forsyth, uh, I could phone him at any time. And if he was available, I could walk to that clinic and he'd see me within 10 minutes. He, he really, he really takes pride in his work. Uh, and you know what? I just seen him the other day and he's happy with, like, I, I had to go through physio and months and months of, you know, like some, uh, just some therapy, like mental therapy too. Right. And, he just said, like, he's, he's proud of me, how I got through it, like, physically, mentally. Mentally was, mentally was I think, the hardest part. Uh, just because you, you think you're you're never going to heal. And, you know, it was like, the body's an amazing thing. It, it really is. And for something like this to happen. Uh, but I have gripped the club all the whole time. And, you know, uh, I I went to a simulator here in Dauphin a couple of weeks ago and hit some balls. And it, it feels okay. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how it progressed. And I guess we'll see how, when I actually get out onto the course. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it, uh, hopefully that stays the same. And yeah, hopefully that, that hand will be, be ready to go in time for you're hosting a, is it a two man scramble at Gilbert Plains? Is that something you put together or are you along with some other folks there? Yeah. You know what? I'm just, uh, I, I tried to do it last year, uh, just in conjunction with the bogey tour guys, uh, with Cam and I, I, I got to know Cam through the caddy shed. Uh, great guy. Uh, but just last summer with the whole COVID thing, it was a mess. And you know what? I'm just trying to get people out to, uh, to Gilbert Plains. And, you know, I, I just want to host a fun little two man scramble. Uh, I haven't decided on the date yet. I'm, I'm hoping July 16th, uh, and it'll just be me. And I'm trying to get a few sponsors from around off in here. And it's not going to be a huge tournament. Like it's not going to be take up the whole, uh, the whole course or anything. I'm hoping to for like 50 or 60 guys that, you know, like, 50 or $60 a piece plus your green fees, uh, get some guys out from Winnipeg, other places. Uh, and maybe you could either sign up by yourself or, or as a team. But if you sign up by yourself, I was thinking, you know, like just get one of our members from Gilbert to join up with you. Just so you're, you might be golfing with somebody who you've never met before, uh, who might know the course a little bit and just, just get out for a fun day and get some people out out from Winnipeg. Uh, I can also, we can also arrange like a stay and play with our, one of our hotels here. We have, we have that, that option through Gilbert Plains. Uh, and then, yeah, like, like I said, Cam would, they, I just sort of thought I'd run with it. Like, and they, they have way more connections than me, so they could get the word out there. Uh, but it's not all set in stone yet. Obviously this, this, uh, all this water in the late season has put a damper on (laughs) quite a few things. I just enjoy you know, like I, I want to get, like I said, I want to get the the know out there and get some guys out to play Gilbert Plains. Uh, we had actually, it was called this the Crown Royal Cup. It came to they they play a different course every year. I think there was twenty eight guys last year that they came out to Gilbert Plains. They came on a bus and everything, and they played Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday. And I think there was about twelve or fifteen of them that booked uh, campsites because we have campsites right down there, right next door to the golf course. And they book campsites like a month down the road. Cause they said they enjoyed the course so much and they were going to bring their wives and family out there. It's, it's nice. such a like nice little community down there. There's a lot of, a lot of seasonal. And then there's also like just, uh, other campsites you can book by the, by the night or by the weekend. Mm-hmm. I am also playing in a uh, Crown Royal Cup this year. Uh, probably not the same Crown Royal Cup, but a very popular name, I guess, for a <laughs> golf tournament. Uh, we're playing Nipawa Poplar Ridge and Clear Lake Golf Course. So it's for a for a bachelor party uh, for a buddy. So it's kind of an ongoing uh, golf trophy for anyone who's having a bachelor party tournament golf tournament so yeah i'll be competing for the crown royal cup probably not the same one 2.0 that's that's another great course i didn't mention was poplar ridge those nipua pop those are all nipua poplar ridge clear lake you'll you'll enjoy all those they're Mm -hmm. they're gorgeous poplar usually beats me up pretty good uh (laughs) but uh uh but uh yeah i look certainly look forward to they they uh it was a great condition last year uh so that was a that was a a, um it's always fun to get out there and then uh i I saw that you're a big uh uh, patron or supporter of the kng uh product they always have some nice uh apparel and the head covers and they got it they got a great podcast they're based out of brandon is that correct 
Yeah, there's two guys from Brandon, and then uh, one one uh, there's a brother in Brandon, another brother in Dauphin here, and then one other guy in Brandon. Uh, I knew I knew all three of them. They're a little bit younger. Uh, when I was working at the pro shop in Dauphin, they were they were those little little shits that terrorize the golf course and <laughs> but they, you know like uh so I, I golfed with them quite a bit and they, those guys well the the one was well known for uh i'd be out on the first hole going to hit my 56 approach shot into the green and these kids would just take every club out of like half the clubs out of my bag and i'd be sitting there oh I have no wedges this round, and <laughs> but uh, it's Joran Headley and Regan Headley who are uh, they they run it, and yeah, they I I got some custom made uh, head covers from them. I I get a lot of a few hats, toques, hoodies off them. They they make it's nice to support the small town guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw that you're uh, you're a you're a, a visor wearer. Yeah, I love I love my visors. Uh, I, I always have. It's some people ask me why, and it, it's sort of like remember, like Jesper Parnovic said it best. I don't, I just like the, the the feel, the heat on my on my on my head or something. It's just I don't know, and it's yeah. I always go for for different looks. I, sure. I I wear a lot of bright clothing, as you can probably see in some of my pictures. Uh, pink is a favorite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong. If you with got that. hair, if you got hair like you, you might as well show it off. It's great, great head of hair. Yeah, that's what I always say. I. Uh, 43 with a full head of hair. I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the dream, right? That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Although my grandpa's 95 and he's got a full, pretty much a full head of hair. So I'm, I'm hoping that that gets passed down to me. They say it comes from your mom's side or something. Hey, eh? yeah. My, my uncle who's like mid seventies, he has a full head of oh. hair. Although it's white, but we're, well, that'll, that'll come with time. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so you mentioned, we mentioned, we talked about golf, we talked about rugby. Uh, and then I, you know, I see that you're a, a curler. You had some success in curling and boxing. You boxed as well. Yeah. When I, uh, when I first moved back to Dauphin, uh, I was looking for something to do at the gym and our, uh, our, the gym that I was going to, we started, uh, one of the, the guys was a boxing coach. So we started a, a little boxing club and it, it's amazing cardio. Uh, it's like, I, we did it twice a week, Tuesday, Thursdays. And, uh, there was a good group of 12 to 15 of us every, every week or every night. And, uh, it was, it was included in the gym price, which was, you can't beat that. Uh, and after a few months, we, uh, we started, we, we got a, we got some equipment and we had, we got ropes and we had a, a couple of fight nights. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. So we got into the ring and, we got to, to pummel each other. Some some got pummeled more than he, than others, like like myself. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a great workout, like boxing, like skipping, and you know, like uh, burpees. And we used to, me and another guy, we used to see who was working harder by the puddle of sweat on the floor after our after our workouts. <laughs> better uh, better a puddle of sweat than a puddle of blood, because yeah. that would be a determining. <laughs> Well, too, and, that you're not working hard enough or well and, enough. And with me, the the first time I get popped in the nose, my blood, my nose just gushes. It's it, and it happened both both times. Uh, but the uh, yeah, we so we we would have these we had these couple of fight nights, and we had a we had decent crowds. Like we like we posted it all over, and we had 
the first time it was maybe a crowd of 50 and the second time it was probably 150 people that came out and just mm-hmm. we raised money for a the local charity and like just a donation thing and it was uh we had the coach didn't like it too much but we all decided uh we uh we had our walkout songs you know uh, <laughs> uh so we then we had the one the second time we had three one and a half minute rounds and when if you're not in the ring, you don't realize how long that minute and a half is. Oh, like it was, it's exhausting. And like only three rounds. I don't know how those pros do it for yeah. 12 rounds, but <laughs> what was your walkout song? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, it was here comes, here come the hot stepper. Oh, I can't remember who it was by. I just, we'll, I just we'll have to look that up and maybe JR can plug it in. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the email with the name of an, and the artist. <laughs> Three seconds only because we don't have the rights and that's we're not right. going to pay any royalties. Oh, yeah. but, uh, we'll charge it back to you. It's fine. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I bet. I mean, people love watching fights and people, even more so, people love watching people they know fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you, like I, I fought a bit of a, a bit of a bigger guy. He was, wasn't in my weight class, but he was sort of the only other guy that was at my level. And, you know, I went in there, you know, like he's short and shorter and stockier. I went in there with the, the, with the thinking, okay, I have, I have the reach on him, you know, like just tire him out, tire him out, you know, and then you get in there and you're just, you're lost. <laughs> that, that did not go to go to plan at all. It was, <laughs> but it was fun. Like it was, it was, and I had buddies who came to watch and guys who are bigger and stronger than me. And they're like, you know, like you have some guts going in there. We, we would never do that. And yeah. Yeah. That was, I think uh, that was uh, the, the Mike Tyson thing where you always have a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, even no, rugby in itself is, right. is, is a violent sport with not a lot of equipment that you're wearing. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. A mouth guard at most, maybe a scrum cap, <laughs> some thick shorts, some thick uh, yeah. canvas <laughs> short shorts. <laughs> you know, I was, I was always a slow runner until I started playing rugby. And then when somebody big and fast comes running after you, you learn how to book it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, did you play, you play, you also played other uh, teams in the province or across Canada or are you well, guys? We, yeah. We were in a league. Uh, so we back way back were the Dauphin Mavericks. We were in a league where we played uh, teams. There was teams from uh, Brandon Shiloh and there was five or six teams in Winnipeg. So we, mm. we were in a league and, there's a lot of road trips that rugby's a, a team of 15 players and, you know, Dolphins coming out with 12 or 13. <laughs> so, and they would always schedule us like back to back games, like Saturday afternoon and then Sunday at noon or 11. And, you know, like rugby players don't not go out after, after a game on Saturday. So then we were playing a fresh team on Sunday morning with again, 12 or 13 guys, or sometimes even less because guys are sleeping on the bus still or mm-hmm. <laughs> concussions, you know, yeah, the yeah. regular stuff. I guess is that kind of how? Well, did you get into rugby? Did you ever play football? Because you're also a huge Green Bay Packers fan, from uh, what we can see on- online there. And so, is that kind of your outlet then? If you didn't play football, you're like, at least I can play rugby, or this is something. Uh, well, let's just say I was pretty, I was pretty skinny in high school and pretty timid. Uh, we did have a football team. I, I wanted to play, but I know I just never had the guts to go and play. And then we had a, a men's rugby team so when i was 19 i think the one of my buddies dragged me out to a practice and 
I enjoyed it. Uh, the first, the first year or so it was, you know, like hard to get hit or, you know, like learning how to tackle. It was, it was tough, but, uh, I played it for about five years. Uh, and even a couple times, like I, I would come into university and I'd, I'd meet guys from other team, other Winnipeg teams. And I'd, I'd just go out to like their practice or go practice with them. And they'd say, Oh, we're short a player for this game. So I'd, I'd play on a Winnipeg team or two every now and then. And it was even, like I said, that old boys game we had a couple of years ago here in Dauphin, like there's the guys I haven't seen for 15 years, you know, and they were, Oh, Hey Teddy. And it's like, Oh, Hey Vince, you know? And it was like, it's sort of, it's much like any, any sport. I think you just mm-hmm. get to know people like a lot like golf too. So what kind of brought in your, your love for the green Bay Packers then? My, my dad was a, was a Packers fan growing up. And I think we talked about this before the thing, it was sort of the, one of the teams that was always on TV when we were growing up, uh, I was either them or Minnesota. And yeah, I just, like I, my dad was a, was a Packers fan and I, I like, I like the color green and yellow. And <laughs> back then watching, watching Brett Favre play was, was pretty fun. Just a gunslinger and, you know, just go out there and give it his all. Half the time hopped up on painkillers, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> pretty standard stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've just kept on watching. Uh, I've been down to green Bay, I think four times, five times now. Uh, when I lived in Winnipeg, we'd go down to Minneapolis every now and then to see them and them and the, or the Vikings and the Packers play and go into hostile enemy territory, but it was, it was, it was always fun with, with Vikings fans. Uh, Especially when Favre played for the Vikings. Oh yeah. That was, that was a tough one. Uh, but I'll, I'll take having Aaron Rodgers now over, over Favre retired. <laughs> yeah. That is the funny thing of you kind of grew up with, yeah. Whoever was on the TV, you're like, well, I guess that's my team because yeah. they're on the TV. So I got something to cheer for. Yay. <laughs> But you had it in your blood, yeah. it sounds like, with your dad. So that's a little different story. Yeah, back when we didn't have every game on televised and you can tune into any game you want at any time. A bit of a shout-out to the uh, the Dauphin Kings, who won the MJHL Championship last night mm. over Very the uh, Steinbach Pistons. So they're on their way to the uh, Centennial Cup in Estevan. Uh, also, shout-out to my buddy, who's the uh, the voice of the Dauphin Kings, mm. Darnell Duff at 730 CKDM. Yeah. If you... Uh, no so if you tune into 7:30 CKDM, he's a he's, he gets a little excited when he announces, but he's a he's a fun guy, fun guy to listen to. Yeah, I, I think I think the rafters were going off the roof when he was announcing that they won last night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They, uh, but yeah, I've I've been to the the last few uh, Kings games, and they it was a it was a good series. Like both teams were they finished one two in the in the regular season, and they both both teams brought it, and yeah. Nice. We'll see. Uh, hopefully they can compete at the uh, Centennial Cup there, like you mentioned. And who's, do we know who the team from Saskatchewan is? Is it, you said Esteban or? Esteban's the host. And then Flin Flon, uh, was in the final against Esteban. So both finalists made it. So, uh, yeah, Flin Flon, I, I hear Flin Flon is a big, nasty team. So, and the, the, the Kings are, uh, are fast and skilled so it'll be interesting i think they the kings and them play their their third round robin game so we'll have to see have to see how that goes the dolphin king's kind of synonymous with that community as well and you look at barry trotz right barry trotz from uh from the area i believe and yeah the- he was barry trotz is actually a dolphin boy uh a little bit of a tidbit he uh my, my parents now own the house that he was 
conceived in. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> but his, are you selling yeah. tickets to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the admission? It was actually, it's, it was funny. Uh, Brad Curtin and uh, Jamie Wilkie were here for, uh, for a tournament uh, last summer. And uh, we were sitting out on my parents' deck. I don't have much of a yard, so my parents were away. So I was just sitting out. We were sitting out on my parents' deck. And Barry Trotz's parents live just down the street from my parents. Uh, after we won the Stanley Cup, they actually named that block of theirs, uh, of his parents, Barry Trotz Way. So my parents live on Barry Trotz Way. And we're sitting outside. It was a Saturday afternoon and Barry Trotz was in town and Brad looks over the, looks over the fence. He's like, that's Barry Trotz. And I was like, Oh yeah. His parents live just down the street. I heard he was in town and he's walking, he walked right by our house and like Brad's a huge hockey fan and same with Wilkie. And they're both like, that's Barry Trotz. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we see him every now and then and like thus it's not a, a big deal. Cause he like, he has, he has lots of family here. Like he, his sister lives here and his parents are, are still here. And so it's uh, actually after he won the Stanley cup, he came, came to Dauphin here and he, uh, he brought the Stanley cup and he, I can't remember how much he raised for the community, but it was I think, a couple hundred thousand dollars that he, uh, and he donated it to not just minor hockey, but he, he donated it to a few organizations. Uh, I, I know he, he has a, he has a son that, uh, uh, has I don't know if it's Down syndrome, but he he has he has a disability, and I have an aunt who has who who has Down syndrome, and uh, we were we were my mom and our family was quite impressed that he donated. I think it was like I think it was like twenty five percent of that stuff to the to the PRVSI to that to that organization here in town, and we wow. like he could have easily mm-hmm. just done it to to all the hockey, but he, he he donated it. He spread it out all over the community, and it was such a I. I didn't go, but I heard there was a, uh, like a, an hour, hour and a half lineup just to get your picture with the Stanley cup. <laughs> nice. Big thing in, in Dauphin here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Sounds like and it's now amazing. he's, and now, now he's, uh, just been fired. So who knows where he's going? I heard, I heard rumors. Yeah. Winnipeg guys are talking, but I, yeah, that'll be tough. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, uh, Ted, Wojo, what were, uh, anything more before we get into our back nine lightning round, anything, anything you wanted to, to say, any other crazy wild stories you got going up there in Doff? (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot going on here right now. Just waiting for the courses to open. Actually just waiting for the weather to turn. It's courses are opening, but just not, not the weather to, to be able to get out a little bit. So I hear that. Yeah. yeah. They're tricking us. It was tricking us here. Uh, it was supposed to be raining today and, yeah. and I don't think it's rained yet. So that's frustrating. It's still I think cold it just and started here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you got what we were supposed to get. There you go. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not much rain though. They were calling for a downpour, but nothing really. So, mm. well, well then. hopefully it doesn't rain tomorrow, JR. Cause I got some, uh, I got some lawn work to do, but, uh, anyways, <laughs> I digress. We can, uh, we can get into the back half of our show or the back quarter of our show. <laughs> yeah, the, the back nine lightning round. <laughs> and it is for Bryce and Matt Lashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 
four four six call him go call him and say hey the guys from 18 over part told me to call you and you will manage my money well you will give me some good tips on how to manage my money give him a call and just even talk to him i'm sure sure he's like he's got lots of time to talk to uh, a follower of the show a listener of the show uh jr i quickly uh thought of a good segue into Ooh. the lightning round after talking about the rain we should have said speaking of uh, the rainstorm this is the back nine lightning round so you can edit that in or I'll not put that in there yeah <laughs> some derude sandstorm in there too just to mess things up. all and the some, storms uh, <laughs> And some thunder soundtracks because uh, one of our listeners asked for some thunder soundtracks as we get into the back nine lightning round. But we'll stop talking about the production of the show and we'll get into the show. Uh, so, Teddy, have you ever got a hole in one? No, I have not, unfortunately. Seen a couple, but no, none. Oh, seen a couple. I've never even seen one. You know, it was funny. I've, I've seen two and it was they came in on a thursday and a saturday like two days apart same hole out at rossmere a a buddy of mine got one on uh one on thursday night men's night so that was an expensive one for him and then saturday i was i was playing with a different group of guys and same hole number 12 out at rossmere another hole in one and that's the the only two i've ever seen and they were like yeah two days apart it was it was pretty amazing wow that is uh jr have you ever seen a hole in one no, I, I have not. Although I think I was participating in one. It may have been one at a Cinnaboyne where I heard someone got, well, there's holes in one that happened quite a bit. And you're just <laughs> like, hooray. But I think I was working during a few, but I had never okay. been on the golf course or witnessed one. Uh, but I did find out, interestingly enough, and I think you brought it up before, Mike, about how in, I think, Japan, they have hole-in-one insurance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not 100% sure, but I believe they also have that in Ontario as well. I think you, you, part of your, like your fees out there, if you're a member somewhere, is uh, like paying to this hole in one fund. Right. Yeah, I think a few club private clubs might have that too. But yeah, for for those who don't know, yeah, uh, hole in one insurance in Japan, and uh, you pay into it, and then uh, you can host a big party when you get a hole in one. Um, if you ever get one. So that's how big the parties are. So uh, Matsuyama must have had to pay a big <laughs> throw, pay a lot of money for his uh, his party last year there. Hopefully he had insurance or maybe he won some money too. But uh, so uh, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model that you play? I use the, uh, the Titleist ABX. It's, uh, it's only a couple of years older, but, uh, I found it has a, I don't hit the ball very far. So it's a little bit more distance, a little bit less spin than the pro V ones, but yeah, I, I, I've been hitting them a couple of years and I, I really, I, I really enjoy them. They're good. I've, I've certainly found a few AVXs out there <laughs> and, uh, I've probably played them myself, but, uh, I didn't, that's a, yeah, we'll have to check out the AVX. Yeah. What is, uh, we might already have the answer to this one. What is your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Well, outside of Gilbert Plains, of course. Uh, I actually got to play, I, I, I quite enjoy Minnewasta out in Morden. Uh, I, I dated a girl whose family lived there. Uh, so we'd go out there the occasional weekend and they were, they were late risers. So I'd, I'd go out and, you know, like get a, get an eight o'clock tea time and get 18 holes in, but it's, it's a, it's a fun little track. 
uh, up like it's it's similar to Gilbert. It's it's up and down in a little valley, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's one of my favorites. Never, I've never been out to Minnewasta. Uh, to again, put that on my bucket list. Uh, speaking of bucket lists, do you have a, a course in Manitoba that you've never played but you'd like to get out to? I, I played most courses in Manitoba, but uh, Tecla is one of the ones that I haven't yet. Mm. Uh, so I'd like I'd like to get out there sometime. I've heard I've heard great things about it since it. I think it shut down there for a couple of years and it reopened again. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely definitely get, like to get out there. Yeah, hopefully we can get out there ourselves, Jr. Yeah, trying to figure um, out the old Hecla Champagne Championship, but since COVID yeah. rules have kind of gone a gone away it's been tough getting Mm -hmm. the gang back together but we'll figure it out well it's been tough to get a spot they're booked up oh they're so popular because (laughs) because we talk about heckle on the show all the time they're uh, (laughs) very tough to get a room at heckle so um if you know anybody uh, let us know yeah or just cancel Um, your reservations if you have a friday or a saturday reservation at heckle just cancel (laughs) it and we'll take it let us know yeah or if you have a wedding at heckle and uh, you're gonna cancel the wedding oh yeah or invite us to the the wedding wedding. (laughs) (laughs) cancel the wedding (laughs) there are any single ladies out there need a uh, need a date to a wedding out there? They, That's can, right. That's you can reach me idea. on Instagram anytime. <laughs> we're turning we this into do. a dating. Yeah, I think we're so, turning yeah. this into a dating site. Yeah, we can have class. We should run classified ads now. You'll be the first one. That that'll be fifty bucks. Fifty bucks if you're you're single yeah. and ready to pay for <laughs> pay for my round, and I'll come to the dinner with you. Um, good. Well, I. That's, uh, that's we'll have to set that up. Um, so what would uh, what would what is the most memorable course that you've ever played? I got to play down in Madison, Wisconsin. I played not many people have heard of it. It's called University Ridge. It's where the uh, University of Wisconsin Badgers play. Um, me and the girlfriend at the time a few years ago were on a trip down to Chicago and she had families living in Madison. So I. Uh, so we, we stayed there for, for a night or two on our way down. And I, I looked up, like, she enjoyed golfing a little bit. So I looked up golf courses around there. And this was about a couple of months before we went. And I seen this University Ridge. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty nice. And it was relatively priced. So I think it was 75 bucks US. And uh, so I, I phoned down there and I just said, hey, we're coming from Canada. You know, like, just me and the girlfriend want to get out for a round. And said a date and a time. And I simply asked the guys at the pro shop, can you, can you set us up with, like, a couple couple guys or another couple and the guys we ended up playing with were, were great like two older guys and it was it was such a fun course uh, it was tough uh but actually after i booked the time the next week the uh senior tour was playing there so mm. a couple weeks before we played it the senior tour was there so i was i was watching on the senior tour on tv just you know like studying all the holes and everything and you know like what to do and of course you get out there and it, you, you, you don't see anything like they're hitting, you know, you're, you're way off to the right or left. It's so neat down, down there. Like you pull up and you, they lay to the, they valet your car, you know, like they, they, they pull your clubs out. They clean your clubs before the round. They're polishing your shoes. They're then after the round, they're, they're cleaning your clubs again. They go get your car. And I was like for 75 bucks, like this is, this is amazing. Then the two guys ended up buying us a couple of drinks and lunch after. And it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. We'll have to get down to Madison. 
Yeah, and get those guys' numbers that you're playing with because that'd yeah. be nice. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get some cheese, good cheese right. down there. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But, but uh, that's a good idea. You know, just call, of course, and say, hey, I'm Canadian. Uh, can you squeeze me in? And uh, you know, I think that's a good avenue to take. I might, you might take that piece of advice. Uh, and, and they you might. You guys are fun, like on the course too. Like the my girlfriend didn't golf a lot, so like when she hit it into the rough, like they'd drive up and throw it into the fairway for her, and she didn't mind, right? Like it was because that rough was staying. Like she she was a smaller girl, so there was no way she could hit it on that rough. But after a couple of holes, they they realized that. And and what what was great about there too is they had ten minute tee times. So you couldn't, you didn't see anybody in front of you or behind you. So you weren't rushed. You weren't slowed down. Like it was just, it was a four, four hours, four and a half hour round. And it was, it was nice. Like it was, they don't mm-hmm. rush anybody on like some, some Winnipeg courses do, but <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't name yeah. names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know what pisses me off at the dome? They're always rushing the tea times there. So I always got a big <laughs> crew of people behind me Ooh. at the dome mini pipe course. <laughs> Did you ever get a hole in one there, Mike? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I, was say, I hope so. I hope so. I did last year when it was funny. I brought my own putter to uh, to the the uh, the new uh, mini putt at Grand Beach there, and, I, and then I like I shot terribly, so I felt like a fool for doing that, and they were probably <laughs> laughing at me. Who's this idiot bringing his own putter to the mini putt course? <laughs> but you got um, what you deserved. Didn't you I also did, forget did. it there? Uh, no, I, no. Uh, where did I forget it? I think I just, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. No, I think it was a wedge. I forgot oh, okay. at Grand Pines. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it'd be hard to forget a putter. I think maybe not. I'm sure. I'm sure it happens, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> What, uh, what is your career low round and where? I sh- I've shot 67 out of Dauphin. Uh, and my career best was a 69 out of uh, Gilbert Plains, my home course. So that's my lowest there. 69. Yeah. And Ryan, uh, Ryan Horn had the course record, I think, at 63 is what my notes said from, yeah. from when we talked to him. But Yeah, uh, I I've seen him shoot a smooth 64 before 65 Jeez. and yeah, it's like I said, wow. it's, it's just fun to watch. And, you know, like playing with those guys, you sort of play, play, you try to play up to their level. It's, but you never, mm. you never do, but you try. <laughs> yeah. Club championship must be uh, a, a great weekend. Some good competition up there. Yeah. There's, there's a few good, few good players here. Uh, there's one, guy who's actually i think he's turned 63 this year and he's a he's a scratcher one goal and one one handicap golfer like wow. last year last year the first round of the year he he shot 69 it was just like hmm. <laughs> you're not far off scratch yourself our men's night i was playing to a four last year uh, i played pretty well during men's night so i i, I was probably i'm probably around a five or a six though so. mm-hmm. golf canada has yet a 3.6 
Oh. <laughs> Sandbagger. <laughs> Caught him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, my wild card here would be what is your, what's their most favorite hole to play at Gilbert Plains? Was there a, your, your own favorite hole, not, not their flagship hole, but, uh, I, which, I, I enjoy number six. It's a, it's a short par five, a little dog leg left. Like it, you could, you could sometimes hit driver, you know, like eight or nine iron in, but if you're not on the right part of the green, you could go easily from an Eagle putt to, a to a, to a bogey or double bogey. Like it's, it's a tough, tough green. Uh, like I said before, they, they, they did the back nine. They, they built the back nine. And then a couple years after they, they did the back nine, they shut down the front nine for a year and they totally redid the greens and tees. So the greens they made from these small turtle back greens into, into greens that match the sort of like match the bat, match the back nine. So, and that, that hole was the drastic change. Like it, it slopes big time from back to front. Uh, and it's, it's, it's narrow, but it's, but it's like wide and uh, yeah, that, that's a fun hole to play. It's like I said, you can take a easily take an Eagle on it or you could take a seven or an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does, that does sound fun. I'm, I'm thinking, I know what side of the spectrum I would be on. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I look forward to getting up there uh, this year. I said that last year, but I am uh, often in clear Lake area. And so it's not too far of a, of a, a trek up to Gilbert. Yeah. I think we have to stop yeah, in we- Minnedosa and then we can make our way up there. And then mm. get them all done. Yeah, yeah. With DQ cakes in hand. <laughs> <laughs> we need a freezer truck yeah. about a month off work. And uh, we, we, we got a DQ here in Dauphin. <laughs> yes, but it's not owned by DQ no. Nick or Nikki. Oh, I, I shouldn't shouldn't promote them then. Uh, I'm sure they're. Oh, they'll they're shut nice. up. I'm sure they're nice. I'm sure they're nice people, but uh, if DQ not, Nick is is the nicest. Yeah. <laughs> if they're not what. <laughs> that if they're not like, they can edit that out. Uh, so our uh, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round: What is your favorite condiment? I'm I'm, I'm a big ketchup guy. Ketchup, <laughs> that's pretty, good. Pretty 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 lame. But uh, what's this? What's this other stuff I keep hearing of? I, I got to find that uh, that smack, a few people have smack said. Dab. There's smack dab mustard. You can use a jalapeno ketchup yeah. as well. Um, but I, Ooh, I yeah. turned over to, yeah, the, the smack dab mustard. I forget who originally mentioned it. I don't know if it was Spearsy or who it Spears. was. Um, but I, yeah, I, I got some and I'm like, oh, this stuff is really good. And then I kept on getting more of it and more of it and turned some people. Actually, there's a gentleman who I work with. But that's all he uh, puts on his burgers now is smack dab mustard. Wow. Yeah. You just got a five-gallon pail of smack dab. We should probably... <laughs> Reach out to we Smack should, Dab yeah. and and say uh, we'll you just know send we talk about yeah. <laughs> 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 we should we get should. some of that stuff to Dolphin stores too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, there. there you go, Smack <laughs> Dab. Yeah. We could, you know, we we'll bring some up in our freezer truck uh, when we make the tour, and we'll be we'll drop that off. Maybe we can get like a Smack Dab uh, Blizzard thing going and uh, mm. we'd have to run that by nick but maybe smack dab mustard uh corned beef mayonnaise uh rye bread or even on the stack burgers <laughs> rye bread yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go, go, going back to the beginning of the show with that uh 
with that s'more thing. Mm. The other, the other summer I was, I had a few beverages on, on the golf course and the girlfriend came to pick me up and she had to go to Walmart and we're walking through Walmart and I don't, I've never seen this before, but marshmallow fluff. Mm. Oh yeah. I was, oh, I was just like, I was disgusted. I was <laughs> what is just it? like, it's, it's just this big jar of marshmallow fluff or something. It's called, I was just like, <laughs> Oh, it's like a liquid, right? It's yeah. Like it's, it's like an icing almost, but it's uh, like melted marshmallow, but at room temperature. Yeah. Oh, it just didn't sit easy in the stomach. And well, and <laughs> we'll call this, uh, we got a playoff bowl here because, Teddy, you seem to be quite the chef. So, uh, you know, tell us a little about your food and in, in, in cooking food and eating food, or maybe that's a stupid question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I got into cooking a few years ago and I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. Uh, something to post on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. I, I had an ex-girlfriend who was an amazing, an amazing cook. Uh, and she taught me some, some stuff and my brother's an amazing cook and just, yeah, just, Rather than just trying new stuff, and then rather than going out to eat or whatever, it's at times being a single guy, it's hard to hard to cook for yourself. But I give it a try and have leftovers for a few days. <laughs> yeah, and probably lots of. Uh, I know you mentioned the uh, hunting earlier, but uh, lots of uh, wildlife up there and in. Dauphin. I saw my first moose uh, yeah. last uh, last year. I was very excited about that, but. Lots of lots of hunting and fishing. Like I said, my dad my dad hunts and fishes a lot, and he ice fishes over the winter. So when I need to make fish tacos, I just go grab them from his freezer and. <laughs> Smart. That's good. Fresh, fresh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's all the uh, the questions I got for you. That's uh, the back nine lightning round, Jr. That is the back nine lightning round for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund, you can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I heard he's also going to finance our freezer truck so we can make the tour of Westman and the uh, the Parkland area there. So looking forward to that. Right, And also want to give a lovely shout out to the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the Food Court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba and Teddy Boy 90. You can find him on Instagram and all those delicious food picks and maybe a golf pick or two. And he is single, ladies. So there you go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but we really appreciate They're gonna that. They're going to be coming yeah. in. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, if you do find love through this, uh, yeah, maybe we'll send you an invoice too. We'll see. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Teddy. It's been uh, great talking to you. And hopefully we can uh, get up to Gilbert Points and and uh, you can teach us some things about golf. Yeah, we'd, we'd be happy to host you. There's a plenty of plenty of guys out here to, to get you guys in a group or two. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, you're very welcome and have yourself a wonderful night. We'll uh, chat with you next time. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks, guys. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. 
Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.